Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023, and you're listening to Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you caught up on the biggest stories in the state on your time. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, Managing Editor here at KTAR. On this podcast, we're breaking down all the top stories happening right now to keep you in the loop on all things Arizona. We also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out on until the next episode. For this week, we're breaking down Governor Hobbs' latest appointments, the water situation in the Rio Verde Foothills community near Scottsdale, and the major snowstorms in northern Arizona. But first, we have to start with Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to Arizona. Department of Interior Secretary Deb Holland and Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm will join VP Harris today as she travels to Tonopah for the groundbreaking of 10 West Link, a power grid infrastructure project. 10 West Link will eventually become a high-voltage transmission line that'll add significant power grid infrastructure between Arizona and Southern California. The entire point of the visit is to promote what the Biden administration is calling a clean energy economy. However, this visit has drawn some criticism from Arizonans who feel this is another example of the Biden administration not prioritizing the border. Let's break that down a little bit. In the last two years, the southern border has been plagued with a surge of migrants, causing a huge strain on border states and towns. In March 2021, President Biden tapped his VP as the administration's official borders are, so to speak, calling on her to address the issues at the U.S.-Mexico border. Since then, we really haven't heard much from VP Harris or the Biden administration on the border until recently, but we'll get to that. At the end of last year in December, President Biden came to Arizona to announce a massive investment in U.S. manufacturing at the site of the upcoming TSMC Semiconductor Manufacturing Facility. However, there were no plans for him to visit the border. When asked before his trip whether he'd be making a border stop, he said that there were more important issues at hand. However, just a few weeks ago, while in El Paso, Texas, President Biden did finally take a visit to the border, seeing the place where migrants have been crossing in droves to get into the U.S. That came on the tail of a recent immigration reform announcement from his administration, hoping to implement as the fate of Title 42, the COVID-era health policy that allows Border Patrol to turn away migrants, remains in the balance of the U.S. court system. That means that this visit from Vice President Harris marks what could be viewed as their administration's second border snub in the last few weeks. KTAR's Taylor Tassler is attending today's event with VP Harris and aims to ask her why she won't be visiting the border. That is, if VP Harris is taking any questions. So be sure to stick with KTAR for updates throughout Vice President Harris's trip. From national politics to local. This week, Governor Katie Hobbs made three key appointments to her administration. This week, Governor Hobbs announced Tempe Police Chief Jeffrey Glover will take over as the Department of Public Safety Director. Ryan Thornell will join her administration as Director of Department of Corrections, Rehabilitation and Reentry. And Rob Woods is staying on as the State Department of Revenue Director. So let's break down each of these appointments. In the Department of Public Safety, one of the key notes of praise for Glover as the choice is that he's a hometown guy. Glover got his B.A. from NAU and has worked his way up through policing. I mean, he's held just about every title, from narcotics detective to commander of the CSI division. Just to peel back a little bit of the newsroom curtain, if you really want to have an idea of how many jobs Glover has held within the department, our news director Martha Maurer told me this week that when she started at the newsroom 10 years ago, Glover was actually one of the Tempe police officers who used to call our news desk whenever there was a big story out of Tempe. So he's really done it all. 
Glover also has a master's in public administration and is a graduate of the FBI National Academy Command School. Plus, Chief Glover, now Colonel, is the first African-American to hold this statewide role in Arizona. But this isn't the first time he's making history and breaking barriers. Glover was appointed chief of Tempe Police in 2020, becoming the city's first ever black chief. But it's not just his resume that people are pointing to as to why he may have been appointed. The Tempe Police Association was quick to put out a statement calling him a cop's cop. This type of backing will be crucial as Glover looks to take on the role as the top cop in the state, especially at a time when there is a huge spotlight on public safety. Which is the perfect segue into the next role, the Department of Corrections. Ryan Thornell is what you might consider an outside hire. Most recently, he's been Deputy Commissioner for the Department of Corrections in Maine. However, he's been in corrections for nearly 20 years. He's someone who's been credited with cleaning up Maine prisons, which is an experience that could come in handy. Thornell is stepping into the agency as it's under major scrutiny for failing to provide inmates with adequate health care. Last week, a federal judge said she'd give the state three months to ensure that it had enough health care professionals to meet constitutional standards, which means Thornell is already starting the job with a ticking clock. And lastly, what is simultaneously the least exciting but possibly the most surprising is the new slash old head of the Department of Revenue. Rob Woods was previously appointed by Governor Doug Ducey. He's held the role now for nearly two years after decades with the department. And while it seems like it only makes sense to let someone keep doing their job, it's often uncommon for new administrations to hold on to previous appointees, especially in administrations that are from different parties. I mean, think of it this way. How often do you hear of a new head coach keeping on the same assistant and special teams coaches? For some, this may be a sign of bipartisanship, or maybe even just an act of good faith. But regardless, these three are really just the beginning of likely many new appointees we'll see in the coming weeks. Another big story this week is one you're likely familiar with if you've been a longtime KTAR listener. The water situation in the Rio Verde foothills. In April last year, KTAR brought you a series called Water Watch taking a deep dive into water concerns plaguing Arizona. Our reporters told you about drought levels, water treatment, and supply. Since then, we've continued to bring you stories surrounding concerns about Arizona's water. And one story that's continued to make headlines, both across the valley and the country, is the Rio Verde Foothills community. Our own Luke Forrestner covered this topic in depth, truly from the beginning. So if you want to deep dive into this topic, I really recommend Googling KTAR Water Watch to find his podcast on this. But for now, I'll summarize. Just outside of the city of Scottsdale, there's a small community of about 500 houses built on unincorporated land, meaning they don't have a city or town council, no real elected leaders, but they are under the jurisdiction of Maricopa County. But that also means they don't really have the same lifestyle as those of us who do live in cities and towns. For example, I live in Phoenix, which means the city takes care of my trash services. In other parts of the valley, like Mesa, you may pay the city for your electricity. But most commonly, you likely pay your town or city directly for your water. Well, in Rio Verde foothills, that's not really the system they have. This is a group of people who mainly chose to live off the grid, meaning they've got to be the ones to figure these things out. Now, when this community was established, they initially got their water shipped in from the city of Scottsdale. They created a plan, and the city would drive in this water to the Rio Verde residents. However, this was never something the city had to do. 
and in recent years, some Valley cities have become much more aware of their water reality. The city of Scottsdale last year called on residents to try to cut back water use by 5%. Now, this was far from mandatory or even really trackable, but mainly an acknowledgement of moving towards their next step in water conservation. That's when those in Rio Verde foothills were told they would no longer have access to city water starting January 1st, 2023. This launched some residents into action mode. They tried to create an independent water district known as a DWID, while others were hoping for private companies like EPCOR to intervene. But some just said, eh, we'll figure it out. Like I said, some of the people who chose to live in the Rio Verde foothills area are off the grid types, and they don't want to be reliant on any kind of government help. But now that their water's been cut off, we're hearing from residents who are collecting rainwater in their pools or not flushing their toilets just to conserve the last of their water supply. Now, the big question is, how could this happen? Especially considering even before beginning to build in Arizona, you've got to prove you have enough water to sustain the area for at least 100 years. And how could Scottsdale just take away the water supply without a plan in place, especially where there are laws to protect this kind of cutoff? Well, all of this is about to be sussed out in a court hearing tomorrow, Friday, January 20th. KTAR is going to monitor that and bring you the latest. We're also keeping a close eye on the legislature where State Representative David Cook is sponsoring a bill to require the city to keep water in place while private infrastructure is being established. Cook will meet with the city tomorrow around the same time as the hearing, which could also change the fate of the Rio Verde Foothills water supply. Like I said, we'll monitor and bring you the very latest. And while it seems a little contradictory to jump from one area that's struggling to get water in the valley to snow in the high country, we absolutely have to talk about how Old Man Winter has come back to northern Arizona in a big way this week. According to the National Weather Service and Flagstaff, Arizona Snow Bowl has received 61 inches of snow in four days, from Saturday night to Wednesday night. Williams has seen 27 inches. Pine Top has gotten around nine and a half. To quote our senior reporter Jim Cross, this is one of the best winter storms in 15 years. It also comes after the last few years of lackluster snow in the high country. So what's causing this? In short, we're getting the better end of the atmospheric river that's been hammering much of California. An atmospheric river is an occasional, as in every couple of years, occurrence that's a result of moisture held in the sky. Why is it called an atmospheric river? Well, it's pretty much just that, a river in the sky, and it'll continue to downpour until it's all dried up. Arizona is getting the tail end of that, and with the latest chilly temperatures we've been seeing, that means a whole lot of snow on the ground. Clearly. But why does it matter? This is single-handedly replenishing Arizona's water reservoirs. As Jim Cross has reported this week, SRP's six reservoirs on the Salt and Verde River systems are now collectively 71% full, which is the same as where we were last year. But that's a big deal because in early December, those same reservoirs were only at 63% capacity. And as the situation in Rio Verde foothills has shown us, beggars can't really be choosers when it comes to water here in Arizona. So that's it. You're all cut up for this week, Monday, January 16th. But what's ahead? Here are a few things to keep an eye on until we meet again. Like I mentioned, we'll be monitoring both the VP's visit today and the upcoming court hearings and meetings when it comes to the Rio Verde foothills water situation. So stick with KTAR for the latest on that. We're also just about three weeks away from the upcoming Super Bowl and WM Phoenix Open Tournament weekend, so prepare for plenty of parties and celebrity sightings. 
Next week is the annual homeless count, which estimates our homeless population here in the Valley. However, it may be a few more weeks until we learn the final tally. Arizona's on head coach watch. This week, the Arizona Cardinals announced a new GM after parting ways with Steve Keim and head coach Cliff Kingsbury, and we could see a new coach announced in the near future. And the Phoenix Suns are back. Cam Johnson is returning from his injury, and Chris Paul could be back soon, too. This comes after a season plagued with injuries after turmoil in the front office and a crushing playoff elimination last season. Remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go. Just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. With that, I'm Taylor Kinnerup. You've been listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.